Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and today my guest is somebody who is, again, from my past, someone I lost contact with, somebody I reconnected because of this podcast. And I've said several times in the past that death brings out the best or the worst in people. And it looks like this podcast is kind of doing the same kind of thing in the sense that it's reconnecting me with people from my past. People from grade school, people I haven't talked to in a decade. And my guest is one of those people. I used to work with him at a cable company together. Uh, we're both tech geeks, and he was a little bit higher up the food chain than I was. But, uh, you know, I got to know him through mutual friends and that. But uh, our episode today is is pretty interesting because he talks about the different types of loss that he had and his reactions to it, uh, whether they were human or pets or just everything in between. So I don't know if that's possible, but you know what? We'll roll with it for now. But he talks about some of the some of the ways he celebrated people's lives and eulogized, if that's a word, or eulogied. No, I'm going to go with eulogized. Did a eulogy for people. It was pretty chilling. I mean, I, I even mentioned that it, it, the one that he describes seems like something right out of a movie. And it's very cool. And it's very heartfelt. So I think you're going to like this episode. I hope you're going to like this episode. If anything, listen to it. Give me an opinion, you know, leave some feedback, whatever. But my guest today is Jim Nelson and he's a musician and a geek, you know, so he's got that kind of background. So left brain, right brain. I find those people interesting. I'm a left brain, right brain person as well. So Anyway, here's my conversation with Jim Nelson, and enjoy. Hello, sir. Hey, what's up, Jim? <laughs> well, you know, life in general. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> that could be a good thing, and that could be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. Into everyone's life, a little rain must fall, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and that's a good point. It's like without the rain, you don't have the growth. So it's almost like it makes you stronger for the next shit. Yep, pretty much. God, it sounds like we're at the end of the podcast already. Shit, man. <laughs> it's like I learned something today. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> hey, uh, so how you been, man? You know, not too bad. Uh, you know, the car business is slowly wearing me down, but uh, yeah. other than that, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is, you know. That's, that's interesting. Cause uh, the last time I, I chatted with you, you, uh, I know you from working in it and, uh, yep. you're doing the card thing. How long you been doing that anyway? I've been doing it since December of 2017. Wow. Now, was it a nice <laughs> welcome change or was it a necessity or how did that work out? Um, well, uh, let's see. 
I was at uh, NetSource One, and I was the communications manager, so I was managing a team of engineers. Nice. And um, things were going pretty well there. Uh, I got uh, everybody a raise that hadn't had a raise in about two years. That's and, awesome. Uh, yep. And uh, after about six months, they decided they didn't need a communications manager anymore. So <laughs> they phased the position out. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's... So after that, you know, I just kind of wandered and, and uh, was looking for a job and um, got to my last week on employment and uh, uh, Showcase was nice enough to come across with an offer that uh, I could live with for now. So. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, it's... It's at least something, you know, um, and that's that's one thing I've got to I've I have to remind myself because I'm in a job now that I really didn't like it for a while. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it now. Now it's like it's an acquired taste, you know. It's asparagus. It's one of those things where it's like, as a kid I hated it, <laughs> but I love it now. You know, I shouldn't say oh, I man, love it, but it's. Uh... Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I love asparagus. Yeah. No. Okay. okay. Maybe maybe a better a better <laughs> example would be Brussels sprouts. I could live with Brussels sprouts. I love asparagus. You're right. I do. So I don't love right. my job, but I can live with it. You know. And uh, sure. it's just uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one of those things though that I sit there and I'm I'm always reminded though that things could be a lot worse. You know. And so I sit oh, there yeah. and say, Definitely. what am I complaining about? There are people who would give their you know firstborn to be able to have a job that I've got, you know? So it's like, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's everything's in perspective, but, um, sure. So, uh, yeah. So what, um, when I reached out to my Facebook friends and was like, Hey, I need, uh, I, I want guests. I want people on what, uh, what made you decide to, to, to reach out and say, yes, me, put me on. Because I know this this whole this whole thing. I mean, I, I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes. It's kind of all over the place. Not only the uh, the topic, but the episode itself. You know, we'll talk about whatever movies every once in a while. But it always comes back to that subject of death. And I guess we can right. jump right into it. What uh, you must have a unique story. What what uh, is it that you said? Yeah, I need to be on that podcast. Well, um, I, I guess I was. You know, I was. As you get older, you start, you know, thinking about mortality. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you start thinking about, you know, how many years you have left and, you know, when your number's going to be up and all that mess and, you know, all that all that really uplifting stuff. <laughs> and um, The stuff we like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I, you know, I started thinking about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my uh, my personal experience with, with uh, deaths and funerals as I was growing up. And, and, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess my first recollection is, is I, I lost, uh, all four of my grandparents within about the time I was uh, 11 or 12 until I was like 14. So they were all gone after that. That's, I and, can uh, relate to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I never, you know, got to uh, go to the funerals because they were out of state and you know, I was in school and, you know, there was all kinds of mitigating circumstances there. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, the I guess the the biggest, most impactful when I was young was when we put down my first dog. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's funny or not funny. Well, yeah, we're laughing at death. It's funny. Um, I had someone else that I'd talked to and, and my memory sucks and it could, I think it was on, I think it was on one of my episodes where 
that was their first real touch with it that really hit them. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know somebody who they are, they're, they're in their late forties, early, actually they're probably in their, almost their early fifties now. And they were like, I got more upset when I put my dog down than when I put my dad down, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and it, uh, or put my dad down, like you put him in the, take him in the backyard, (laughs) shoot him in the head, you know, bury him in a hole. Um, but, uh, uh, it's, it's animals are one of those things because it's unconditional, you know, they are, all they are is, unless of course you've got a cat and I have cats. I love cats, but some of them are dicks. Um, and some dogs are dicks, but for the most part, (laughs) dogs are usually pretty loyal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a mix of both. We have a, we have a dog and two cats. So I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that. You know, uh, the dynamic that's yeah. God, we got a lot more in common. We got a dog and two cats as well. So (laughs) yep. Cats are assholes. They can be. They can be. And if they, well, and what's funny is we got one cat. Both of our cats are, we had four at one time and three of them are from the same litter. Well, two of them have died off and we have two that are siblings. And, you know, one of them is, they're both facing, you know, they're 17 years old. They're getting real close. And one of them we were debating even just yesterday of maybe having to put him down because he's just not looking right. And the other cat, he, he pretty much, it's, you know, he'll, he'll use that whole, I want attention. And you're like, oh, he's so loving. It's like, no, he wants attention, period. Doesn't matter, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, the cats cats are very self-fulfilling. Self, uh, uh, some of them are. Yeah. And he's my favorite cat, but he's a little dick sometimes. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> enough about the dynamic yeah. of cats and dogs. Back to your uh, your uh, your thing with yeah. uh, your, so, your dog then. So, yeah, fill me in. Yeah, there. so first dog, you know, we uh, – um, my parents were getting to getting ready to move to Tennessee and, uh, uh, first dog had been around, uh, his name was Toby. Uh, he'd been around, uh, for about 16 years, you know, mm-hmm. so he, he, he kind of, you know, I kind of grew up with him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was in my early twenties and, uh, I wasn't moving to Tennessee. Okay. So, uh, I was staying here. And so I made the trip to the, to the vet and, uh, I couldn't get out of the car. I, I just, yeah, I, I just could not, you know, and, uh, it's, you know, it, it's, it's weird to say that that was probably my first, you know, big remembrance of, of grieving for anything, you know, and, uh, but it, you know, it was, um, but as far as, you know, death in general goes, um, my, during my first marriage, I, I went to a lot of military funerals. Uh, there was a lot of, oh, uh, uncles, uh, uncles and such. And, you know, they start playing taps and, you know, I, I come from a military family. My brother's a retired Colonel and you know, my dad was in the Navy and, okay. and, uh, you know, so, you know, they start doing the whole military funeral thing and it's you know that's tough oh yeah i've been to a couple military funerals you know whether they were i never been to one who where they had died in action or anything like that that one i think would be even more devastating they were more like you know people who were in the military and died years later um but yeah it's rough hearing taps is is that and bagpipes will will get me every time you know oh Um, yeah yeah yep yeah but um Shoot, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm kind of all over the place with with uh, you know people passing. I had a I had a friend uh, commit suicide in high school. Oh boy. Um, 
that was, um, that was weird. I never really, um, I mean, we were friends, but we weren't like, you know, close friends. So yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was kind of strange. And, you know, that was, I don't remember really being all that moved. I remember being angry about it. I could see that. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't hang out with the guy anymore. You know, yeah. It's pretty cool. Almost so, like it's a selfish uh, kind of move. I mean, I can see that being right, a, yeah. a reaction, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, shoot. Uh, let's see. Um, so went to a lot of military funerals in my, my first marriage. And then, uh, um, that ended, um, <laughs> uh, something told me by the and, word, by the term first yeah. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That ended abruptly. Uh, yeah, oh and boy. I, I, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. So we no, won't. that's totally but, fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 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 I met Robin and, um, got very close with both of her parents. Nice. Uh, over a very short period of time. Um, I mean, to the point where, you know, her mom was my Euchre partner. Oh, nice. So, cool. Cool. And yeah. for those listening, so, Euchre, from what I understand, I just assumed everybody knew what Euchre was. Euchre is kind of like a, I think it's more of a Michigan type thing. Mm-hmm. It's a card game. So look it up. You'll, you'll find it's a, it's actually a fun game. I don't remember how to play anymore, but I got into it for a little while and it's, it's actually pretty addictive. So anyway, um, anyway, yeah, so we uh, we played a lot of euchre. We'd go out there every Sunday and and hang out and have a good time. And you know, Robin would make some food, and you know, we'd have our uh, have our Sunday card games. Nice. And, uh, her dad was a uh, uh, was a very funny guy. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, very catchy uh, uh, poems that were uh, actually published up in the. Uh, uh, the Clare County, the Clare County Cleaver, uh, <laughs> nice. up in, up in Michigan. Yeah. So yeah. he got, he got some, uh, and he had a, he had a book out too. I'm sure we probably have a copy or two hanging around. Excellent. But, uh, yeah. And you know, he was a, he was a country boy. He's from the Hills, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, West Virginia. Oh, wow. Really, yeah. really from the very, Hills. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very, <laughs> uh, you know, very, uh, sparse growing up, you know, it was, uh, it was sparse living. Oh, I'm sure. But, uh, you well, know, he, uh, he made something of himself and, uh, he was a neat guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the be all end all of that is, is uh, uh, he went first, uh, Robin took care of him for his last uh, couple of weeks. Okay. And then after, after that happened, um, uh, my dad, uh, passed. Okay. And, um, Robin went down to Tennessee and took care of him for his last two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, she, uh, she called me uh, a couple of days, uh, well, actually the day before uh, my dad passed mm-hmm. and said, uh, and this was when I was still working for the cable company. She said, uh, you know, pack a suitcase and get down here now. You need to leave now. And uh, I got there. I drove pretty much all the way through the night. And, you know, you understand Tennessee is about, I don't know, 10, 10 hours or so. I was going to say probably about 10, 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't leave until mid afternoon. So, you know, it was kind of a a long drive and I went right to the hospital. Um, and he died the next morning and, uh, but you were there. 
yeah, I was there. I held his hand as he passed. And that's yeah, really fucking hard. Oh, I, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but it was the best thing I've ever done. And, um, anywho, uh, after, uh, after he passed, uh, not, not too far after that, probably about a year, year and a half, uh, Robin's mother passed. And, uh, we, uh, were out there for that. She, she was in an assisted living. So we, uh, she at least was comfortable and, you know, but, uh, that's good. Yeah. But anywho, um, all of those experiences, I mean, obviously, especially my dad probably moved me uh, a whole lot more, um, those, those three experiences in particular, uh, really moved me to talk about it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, I heard a song on, uh, on, uh, uh, Willie Nelson's last CD and, uh, it's about death. And he says, it's not something that you get over. It's something you get through. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, and, I mean, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you you don't want to forget, you know, because once people are forgotten, then then they, they, there's a there's a philosophy that when people stop remembering you, that's when you really die, you know. Right. Um. It's been yeah. it's been talked about in movies. Uh, Coco, the theme of Coco, uh, the Disney cartoon, yep. is basically that too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's one of those things that you 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 get through it. Um, yeah. And but it's yeah. it's okay to grieve still, you know. It's 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 everybody grieves differently anyway. There's no right way or wrong way to grieve. So, but I have to check that exactly. song out. Yeah, it's a it's a cool tune. He uh, was on his last CD that he released um, uh, not too long ago. So, um, anyway, little ad for Willie Nelson. How about that? Yeah, and there no we relation go. Of mine, by the way, I'm gonna hit him up to get some money. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> No relation. So. No relation. That uh, sucks. <laughs> although, yeah, I know. Although if he was, I'd be going on the road with him. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, um, really. Yeah. So, um, but you know, those experiences in, in particular moved me to talk to you about this, and and uh, you know, I had uh, I had another pet experience too, mixed in with all the uh, mom and dad stuff. There, we had a, a full grown Akita. And, uh, she was a puppy no mom and we rescued her mm-hmm. and, um, things were going pretty good. She was, uh, you know, as you know, Akitas are kind of a one person dog and that's what I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, she bonded to me and she kind of saw Robin as a bit of a competitor and, uh, uh it, it built up to a point where, um, one day she was giving her a, a pill for an allergy that she was having and, she dropped it out of her mouth and she went to grab it and she grabbed Robin's hand. Um, uh, not, not bad, but she grabbed Robin's hand with her, with her mouth. And, uh, so I had to put her down. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And, um, that was hard, man. I just, you know, cause I love that dog. She was just, she was huge. She was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dog. But, uh, um, I, I look back on that and, uh, you know, we gave her uh, almost two years of life that she probably wouldn't have had had she stayed at the, the shelter. Oh, she totally. Would have been, yeah. That's and you that's know. the thing is it's is it's one of those uh, uh, instances where yeah, if you rescue something from the shelter, you're at least giving them. They're already on borrowed time, so anything you give them is bonus. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. 
but it's and all uh, our pets are rescues, you know, we've, we've rescued, you know, uh, uh, well, one of our, actually both of our cats, cause the, the, my granddaughter's cat was going to get put out. She was living out at the farm and, uh, um, they didn't have room for any more cats. Cause you know, as you know, farms attract feral cats and, oh yeah, they, yeah, they, you know, they breed like rabbits. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, we rescued her and we rescued, uh, my cat, uh, and, uh, he was, his cheap cat, his $25 cat. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and we rescued our, our, our current mutt who's sleeping on the other side of the room and he's snoring right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, there's uh, America. American Eskimo. So nice, nice. That's well. Yeah. That you mentioned that hot uh, that uh, uh, Akita dog you had. Have you ever seen the movie Hachi? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. Uh, for those mm-hmm. of you's uh, Hachi, a dog's tail. It's a pretty decent movie. I remember somebody told me about that for years, and I finally watched. And I was like, wow, that's and it's based on a true story. So it's been, yeah. of course, a little embellished because you know it's Richard Gere and and uh, and it's got to be a movie. But it's um. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting right. movie. In fact, Futurama almost kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, maybe unbeknownst to them, but uh, is yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, I I totally I totally believe in rescuing animals. You know, I'll never go to a breeder. I'll never do anything like that. Our cats, right. we got them from. It wasn't like a, a rescue from a pound or anything, but it was you know it was just a guy had some kittens, so we went and got them. So those aren't technically rescues, but our dog was. I mean, she, we got right. her from a, from an actual animal shelter that rescues, um, her mom was like with a dog hoarder, you know, it wasn't like a pound mm. or it wasn't a breeder. It was just a woman who had a ton of dogs. And so they went to spay, um, my dog's mom and opened her up and saw that she had three puppies. So they sewed her back up and, you know, and then we, oh, we got God. her. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, but yeah, from here on out, that's all we'll do is rescues. And honestly, I'm thinking yeah. I've always had. A thing for animals that nobody wants, um, uh, and so I'm thinking the next one we get will probably be a, you know, something that uh, that is just going to be too much. I mean, our our dog we got right now, we we spent a hundred bucks a month on her to get her a shot because she's got Addison's disease. We didn't know that when we got her, but we found that out. Right. In fact, even our vet was like, she's going to have problems when she's later. You might want to get rid of her. We're like, no, we're going to keep her. You know, and she's <laughs> she's cost yeah. us a shitload of money, but you know, hey, that's what you do when you get a yeah. pet. It's a responsibility, That's right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I, you know, I guess the other, uh, the other uh, most well, more more recent experiences with death. Uh, I have a couple of uh, uh, old bandmates that passed. Oh wow! Um, one of them uh, I went to school with. Uh, well, we went to the same school at different times. He graduated way before I did, but. Okay. We were in a, a band together and, uh, um, and, uh, John was a, uh, and I'll leave his last name out cause I, I, I don't want him to be, I want him to remain anonymous anyway. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, both, both these guys' names are John and it's not, a, it's, it's a strange coincidence, <laughs> but it, they're actually named John. So, um, uh, first guy, uh, he, uh, traveled to Texas. Uh, worked in the oil business for a little while, and then he came back, uh, and he had uh, he had diabetes pretty bad, mm-hmm. and uh, he wasn't wasn't really taking care of himself. Um, he lost a foot, Ugh. and um, he uh, declined from there, 
and then uh um you know before i could uh uh see him uh he passed okay and um uh you know john was a he was a he was an extremely creative uh um i guess you know, it's just kind of one of those people that just fell out of the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he was, he, he wrote, he, he did, uh, theater. He, um, you know, he played guitar. He taught himself. He, nice. you know, he, he, he headed up three bands and he could do, he was our lead singer in a band that I was in and he could do anything from, you know, uh, a really deep Jim Morrison to, you know, barking it out like the boss. I mean, he was just, <laughs> there was, there was a, you know, there was just such a range with him. It was amazing. Nice. You know? And, uh, uh, and he had a hell of a stage presence. I mean, he was just really, really good. And, um, but anyway, um, tail end of that story is, is, uh, I was invited to go and, uh, play at his wake. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really, really hard. I'm sure. Um, I uh, I learned an old Tom Waits tune because uh, he he loved Tom Waits. Okay. And, uh, uh, old fifty five. Uh, it's uh, uh, the Eagles recorded it. Everybody's done it, but um, uh, Tom Waits wrote it, and it's a song about a car. I was going to say it sounds like a fifty five Chevy <laughs> or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with the tune. I'll just know, check that out too. Yeah. His uh, his brother. Uh, you know, loved it. Um, I uh, I worked on an arrangement on accordion, and we and played it in the graveyard. Oh wow, that's that's yeah. pretty wild. So you did it right there yeah. at his at his site. Yep, that's that actually very cool. Really, really tough. I'm <laughs> really, sure it was really very tough. tough. But you know what? <laughs> that's probably one of the coolest eulogies you could have done for him. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, we just uh, we just finished uh, this past Sunday. We finished a, a a tribute to another bandmate that I'd been in a couple of different bands with. Um, a local band here called Jimmy the Growlers. Uh, we did a, a rock soul and uh, classic rock uh, Motown type stuff. And uh, uh, John Number Two was our. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was our guitar player and occasionally he played keyboards and, um, um, he used to love to hang out at BMO's in Bay city and, uh, you know, jam with anybody that would, you know, have him up on stage <laughs> and, uh, just a sweet old guy, very funny, you know, and, uh, he, he had some health issues and he was on his way to BMO's to, to go and watch a band and, uh, he had a heart attack behind the wheel. So. Oof. Um, but, uh, we put on a huge tribute for him nice. and, uh, it was, I mean, there was probably, uh, BMOs was packed. There was probably at least 30 musicians there. Excellent. Um, in, you know, in, you know, various formats, we went up there and, you know, I, I played a whole set with Jimmy and the Growlers, uh, and, uh, you know, I played a few songs, um, uh, with my friend Bob Hausler was a local singer songwriter he's a uh a fantastic guy and nice. an upstanding human being um but you know every once in a while you you know you run up on on people you know whether it's you know uh, being a musician or working with people and 
you know, they, they, they stand out and they're special to you. And, and Bob's one of those characters. He's just, uh, he's just a really good human. That's, know? we need more of that. I hear you there. That's, uh, yep. that's cool. That what, yeah, what's neat is that you did real true celebrations of life. You yeah, know, that's exactly. And that's what should happen. It's, and I've, I've brought that up before is, you know, there are, there are, funerals and then there are celebrations of life and they are they can be the same thing but the problem is is that a lot of times people forget the person and they're more about the husk that's left behind there and they just kind of you know they 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 stick the they stick the husk in the ground and it's done it's like no you know i've i've heard of cases where people will well my brother did this he had basically a a party Shortly before he died, I mean, he, he knew, he knew he was going, you know, he was, he was dead less than a month after the party, but a whole bunch of people showed Mm -hmm. up. It was a fundraiser kind of thing. Um, but of course he was the guy who always organized that stuff. So he had to organize his own, him and his wife, but whatever. Um, but they, uh, yeah, Yeah. but they, uh, you know, they were the ones who did it for everybody else in town. And, And so they, you know, they had a ton of people show up. So it was, it was good. And his funeral shit, it was like a rock star died, you know? Um, right. but it was interesting cause it was a side of my brother. I never knew. I knew he was popular. I knew he got along with everybody, but in this little town that he mm-hmm. moved to, he became a whole different man, which I'm glad he had that. Right. And, uh, but it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, he had the opportunity to be able to see how much people really gave a shit where a lot of times someone yeah. dies and then everybody shows up. Right. You know? So at least yeah. what you were able to do there was, it was a case of he died suddenly. You didn't have that option. So you did it yeah. in his, mem- you know, in his memory, which I think is great. I love when you hear about those kinds of things where people, those who knew the person can really see how much they really were loved. And so you did yeah. that, you know, so that was awesome that you yeah. did that for the other John too. Both of those yeah. stories well, are pretty, you know, chilling and, and cool in a good way. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, the other experience I can bring up is, you know, right after my dad passed, I was, I was, uh, uh, in the middle of, uh, playing for, uh, a couple of different bands and, um, you know, obviously they had to do without me for uh, a little while, but oh, then, yeah. uh, you know, that my first time back on stage and, uh, my bandmate picked, uh, wish you were here by Pink Floyd. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I yeah. just, I just got, you know, I got up and I got a drink and I'm like, I got to go outside. You know, I can't do this. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's, but, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes those things happen though. And they're, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's too soon. You know yeah, what I mean? And absolutely. It's, it's, it, yeah. It's too soon and it's too much. And, you know, you're, uh, the wound is still open. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's well, and, and, and music has a tendency to amplify that. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I you mean, being a musician, I'm sure you know that is, you know, more than, more than I do. And it's, uh, especially having to play something like that in front of people that I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You know, are, and sometimes it's just a, you know, sometimes it's just a lyric, you know, that just, all of a sudden you'll say a sentence out of one song and you'll go, Oh, and you'll think about something and go, 
oh shit. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or be singing along. You know, I, I, I am not even a hobbyist with music, so I don't even claim to be a musician. I, I, I fiddle around mm-hmm. a little bit kind of thing, but I sing along with stuff a lot of times and there'll be times where I'll be singing along and, and not realizing and all of a sudden I'm just like choking up and it's uh yeah, yeah it's like something will just trigger it. So, but honestly, there are yep. certain songs that I can play. Like if I, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say this to the listeners, every once in a while, I just need to just let it out. And I can't because, you know, being a guy, I'm raised, oh, you, you don't cry, you don't, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've said fuck that for years now where it's like every once in a while, I'll sit there and just be like, you know what? I need to just let it out and I'll play something that I know will trigger me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I put it on, whether it's a YouTube video or something like that. I just did it yesterday. There's one video that yep. I watch that gets me every time. And again, it's music, um, and uh, it's this video that I came across a few years ago, and it's about a guy. It's a, a it's it's chilling. It's a guy playing an acoustic version of Blackbird to his premature son, who had to be uh, C-sectioned when his wife unexpectedly died. So his wife oh, died. Man. Oh yeah, it's 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 heart wrenching. And he's playing this song, yeah. and you hear what's crazy is he's playing along to the little, it, almost like the ventilator is acting like a, uh, you know, the incubator is acting like a, a metronome for him, and he's playing along with it. And I don't know if it's intentional or not, but you've just got this baby that is, you know, covered like swaddled, and he's and he's he died the next morning, and it's just, oh, man. yeah, it's rough. But that's, you know, that's it's hard. Yeah, and this guy was able to do it. And apparently the whole story behind it was he uh, he would play music. He's a musician, obviously. And he would play music when his wife, uh, you know, was pregnant. And she was like, yeah, I could feel him moving to the music. So he just sat there doing like a vigil the whole time while his son was dying. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things you know, that just thinking about it's, it. It's, it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it's great and it's horrible and it's, it's um, you know, it. I guess it pulls on all those feelings all at the same time. So it's, you know, it's really, it's really kind of hard to uh, describe unless you're right in the middle of it. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like the fog of war, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, unless you're unless you're in it, you have no idea what it is. You know, absolutely, absolutely. That's but, uh, uh, so. Let me ask you this: okay. What uh, here's here's a big question I ask everybody. So, with all that passing and death that you've had, what do you believe happens when we die? Oh wow! Okay, well, I I, I kind of expected this. Yeah, that's the big question <laughs> I ask everybody. You're not getting off the hook on that. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, I am inclined, uh, to believe, um, much as my, my ancestors did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I come from, uh, hardy Norwegian stock. So, nice. um, uh, we're going to go way old school on this, but, uh, <laughs> we, we all, we all live through our words and our deeds and that's how we're remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the only way I remember my grandpa Nelson is, you know, by the things he used to do with me and the things he used to say to me, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think as far as where we go, um, I personally, I think this is kind of like a waiting room, you know, 
um, what we go on to is is uh, much greater and much more beautiful than than you know what we're in right now. Very cool. I like that. I was hoping you were going to say Valhalla, but that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if that, you know, if that's a if that's a, a name for it, then you know that's you know that's what it is. But I mean, it's you know. Um, you know, the, the Native Americans call it the great mystery. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not anything you're going to know until exactly. you exactly get there. That so. is exactly it. That's when my mother-in-law, um, when she died, we were all around her bed and the first words out of my mouth, when she went, when that vent, they took her off the ventilator cause she was suffering and they took her off the ventilator mm-hmm. and we all saw her take her last breath. And I was like, now she's going to have all the answers. Right. You know, because that's exactly it. We're, we don't know. And that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is it's, it's, I don't want to say fun, but it's interesting at least to get different perspectives because it's, it's one of those types of things where nobody knows what's going on, but there might be one of us who's got it right and just don't know it. You know, I mean, Elon Musk could be right that we're all living in a matrix. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's it's one of those deals where, um, you know, it, it's it's. But I love talking about it because I think it helps with the healing process to think of the different possibilities. Because I don't oh, definitely. Yeah, I I, I don't yeah. I don't I can't believe that death is the final thing. You know, it might be the final thing for this incarnation of ourselves. But I think mm-hmm. we, in essence, continue on as well. So yeah. I like that. I like that this yeah. is a big waiting room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, as long as we're going to talk about that, we, you know, the other part of that is, you know, um, I've had moments in my life where I uh, uh, feel like I've been somewhere before. Uh, okay. Okay. More than a day job. Uh, yes, uh, way stronger feeling than that. Um, and you know, I've I've done things in my life that you know came easy to me, like I like I'd done them before. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go into the specifics of that, but it's you know, it's it, it's one of those things where you know. Could there be a possibility that there's, you know, there's multiple lifetimes? I've often wondered that. And honestly, I, I, I don't, I'm going to say, I don't necessarily 100% think there is, but I am not going to say that I don't think there isn't, you know what I mean? Uh, or I right. should say, uh, uh, I, I, I will say, I think that is a possibility because again, I can't mm-hmm. say anything with hundred percent certainty, but I yeah. have wondered the same thing. I've had instances where little kids especially i'm sure you know of stories of little kids that will say something crazy you know where where it's like they're talking about something that they should have no no idea what that is yet they yeah you know my kid when he was real little he used to say things like i'm going to do great things for the people of china you know <laughs> it's like wait what but the, i've i've had i've had vi- i had a vivid dream one time I've mentioned this before. I've had a vivid dream one time where I was um, in a Chinese bathhouse or an Asian bathhouse, and all of a sudden other Asian soldiers, more like World War II era, were throwing, or at least World War I, World War II, were throwing barrels of, like, uh, gas 
into the Chinese bathhouse. I was there with my father. I was a kid. And uh, hmm. I didn't know that Japan did atrocities to China during World War II. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea because yeah. I'm off. I'm I'm bad with history. You know, I I, I enjoy history, yeah. but I don't know a lot about history. And this was, you know, I've learned since then. This I had this dream about 15 years ago. I remember waking up being like, "What the hell was that all about?" And sure enough, you know, I found out. I did a little research. I'm like, "Holy shit!" So maybe that was a a a, a recall into a past life. I always had a thing for Chinese culture. I've always, when I was little, I I was big into Chinese stuff. So for all I know, Aiden was my dad. You know, my son, Aiden, yeah. was was my dad. So it's like, it's, yep. I think there's a possibility, yeah, we could come around more than once. And it would make sense because yeah. if this is a waiting room or a training room or whatever for something greater, we're coming through to, 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 to run the gambit every, you know, two generations or something. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, the the uh, the strange thing about it is, you know, I, I you know, you talk about dreams and, you know, dreams are, uh, I went through a long period in my life where I didn't have dreams because I had a really bad apnea problem. So oh, yeah. I was never, never getting into the dream state. And, um, since then, um, you know, I use a machine now, so mm-hmm. I don't have that, but, um, I have had the craziest vivid dreams, um, but when I was little, rewind, when I was little, uh, I think I remember being about four or five, I had night terrors, which uh, are not, I don't know if any of your listeners have ever experienced one before, but um, they, they are not fun. Um, you know, you, you wake up in a, uh, in a state of panic. Um, you know, usually covered in sweat and, uh, you know, sometimes screaming, uh, which is not good, Mm-mm. you know? And, um, I only had those for a very short while when I was little and I'm not sure what triggered triggered them and I'm not sure what stopped them, but, um, you know, I would have, you know, very odd dreams with, you know, shadowy figures with no faces and things like that. Stuff that would normally frighten a small child. Absolutely. That would and, frighten uh, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, you know, fast forward to, uh, just before my, my first marriage, uh, my father-in-law passed mm-hmm. and, um, I was home alone sleeping and, I had kind of one of those waking dreams and uh, he was standing in my bedroom doorway and he's a big tall guy. He mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, six foot, I don't know, two or three. He was a big guy and, uh, uh, you know, big, big shadowy figure in my doorway. And I knew it was him, but I couldn't see his face. And, you know, he was there to say goodbye. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And I, you know, I remember, I remember not being, um, afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I do remember, you know, like, um, picking up the phone that day and, and calling my brother and talking to him about it. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those things, you know, like my, my brother and I are, are super close. We used to be in a band together. Nice. And, you know, we, 
you know, we did stuff. We did a lot of stuff together, and uh, you know, we still do. So, uh, even even though he he lives out near where you are, so oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's done a monument. So nice. But um, anywho, um, you know, it's those it's those types of experiences that you know um, you you think about. You know how thin that veil is between. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, living and, and dead. You know, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's mysterious. It's weird. It's you know, and and some pe- some people get a little creeped out with all that. But, um, you know, I don't think it's anything to ignore, and I don't think Absolutely. it's anything to dwell. I don't think it's anything to dwell on either, though. You know, yeah. um, You know those things have happened to me in the past. I mean, I've, I've felt things in buildings and I've, you know, um, you know, the, the hot, cold spots and all oh, that, yeah. Oh yeah. you know, all that stuff. I mean, there's some buildings in Bay city that are, that are extremely creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's energy, you know, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, that's what the whole thing is. We are energy. And that's why with the, uh, the Haunted Saginaw series that I was involved in or am involved in, that's one of the things that, um, you know, causes all that stuff to happen is it's is it's either there's still active traces or imprints. You know, there's active hauntings or, or uh, 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 what's, geez, what's the other word? I'm drawing a blank here. Um, residual hauntings. And, you know, it's still, it's energy that's left in the place. And whether you want to look at it as a haunting or whether you want to look at it from a scientific standpoint in another direction of, it is a imprintation of particles and elements and things of that nature. And, and yeah, it's creepy because it's unknown. But if you sit right. there and you think about it, it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be creepy. It, it, it's just kind of like, you know, it, one of those things that we don't quite grasp because we can't see it all. I mean, when right. you, how many times right. do you walk into a dark room and, and it's it's just chilling because you can't see what's going on. But if you were to walk in that same room with the lights on, it's fine. Well, we're when that thing is happening, it's it, it's basically the lights are off in our in our plane of existence. So right. yeah. Right. And on that on that same topic, I have a really good quote by a pretty pretty reasonably famous guy. Nice. What's um, that? Uh, the quote goes: uh, "We are slowed down sound and light waves." a walking bundle of frequencies tuned into the cosmos. We are souls dressed up in sacred biochemical garments and our bodies are the instruments through which our souls play their music. Nice. I like that. Albert Einstein. That was Einstein. Einstein. No shit. Yeah. Yep. That is great. I would have not expected that, you know, so even he gets into the mysticism. Yeah, that's some deep shit, man. That is some real deep <laughs> shit. That's, uh, you know, my well, my friend and I refer to them as meat suits, but I had somebody somebody say, no, there, there are earth suits. And it's like, okay, yeah, I like that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah it's, was that? Uh, um, oh, there was a movie. I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, you know, third dimension and Absolutely. all that other stuff. So, you know. Oh, and that's, but, I, uh, I love that stuff. I love talking about the different, you know, whether it's the multiverse where every decision you make spawns off another possible infinite existence 
or just that there are, you know, we we're used to being in a 3D, you know, being being a 3D being living in a four dimensional timeline where fifth dimension would bring it in another direction and sixth dimension and all that kind of stuff. It's it's I could sit and watch that stuff for hours because it's fascinating because, again, it's unknown. And to us, we don't quite grasp it. But it's something that I personally think is is not just a likelihood, but I'm almost going to say it's 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 almost a definite that there is some kind of fifth dimensional type of existence where time is irrelevant because time is just a construct that we've developed, right. and it's hard for. In fact, I, I've mentioned this show before. A great show that touches on that is a show called Undone. It's on. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on Netflix. It's got Bob Odenkirk, and it all it touches into all of this kind of you know reversing time, forwarding time. Not a time travel movie, but basically, in a nutshell, it's she's helping her dead father undo his death. And <laughs> Bob Odenkirk right. is a dead. You got to check it out. But uh, right, um, yeah, I, I I really think that, and and that's one of the things I've talked about. Also, is I think when people die, everybody's already there. Because again, mm-hmm. time. This is a waiting room. So, it, like you said, yeah. I love that term. It's a waiting room. So, once yeah. you get through, you're you're there. You're there at all time. You know, and every incarnation of humanity is there. Whether it's cavemen, but then again, if there is reincarnation, those cavemen became Vikings, became you know, uh, uh, industrial age, became current. Um, and so maybe there is only a handful of souls and we just keep getting recycled, but we all keep going back to that same place. So Exactly. That's yeah. that's, that's it's, I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's heavy shit. It know? is, it's, it's really uh, heavy shit. <laughs> I um you know, um I I am not a uh I'm not a, a wordsmith by by any means, but uh I started to work on, uh, uh, something a while ago. And I, I, uh, I found it the other day when I was, you know, looking through some things mm-hmm. and, uh, so, so the, the title for the project is called scars, maladies, and addictions. Okay. And, um, uh, um, the, the general construct for it's going to be is, is, uh, scars make us who we are. Um, maladies test us and uh, addictions uh, slowly eat our souls interesting is this like a like a book or like a uh, music or what what I'm kind of sh- I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet uh, you know I, I, I'm not sure what form it's going to take yet it, it might be it might be a little words it might be a little music it might be a mixture of both I, I don't know what it's going to be hell to a podcast uh, yeah seriously <laughs> That could make for an interesting <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the whole thing because that that's one of the motivations I did for this podcast is is for it to be something where people can at least go, yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, other people are having this. Right. Because again, there's no there is no right or wrong way to grieve. You know, there are people who can just shut it off and okay, that's what that's your thing, just shut it off, fine. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that if that's how you handle it. But um, it's it's uh, you know I think a podcast there's a, there's enough podcasts about movies there's enough podcasts about um, you know p- 
political stuff or whatever. I think podcasts that can help humanity in some way. Uh, not like I'm saying I'm changing humanity here or helping humanity out in, in a big way, but there are people who have said, hey, that, that really helped me out. And that's that's one of the reasons why I want to do this. That podcast that you do there or that, that, that concept that you got there, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a, you know, a, a CD or, or anything, I think it will help people. And, well, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that, we're that, here. That was, yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And, you know, and, uh, um, you know, um, part of the reason I, uh, I attempt to create and entertain is, is that, you know, it, I've always said, you know, if I can, um, go into a room full of people and just, you know, as long as I can entertain or move just one person, I've, I've done my job. Absolutely. So, you know, um, you know, whether it's by something that I said or the way I played or, you know, whatever, I mean, my, my gifts are, are humble. They're not, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a nationally touring musician or anything <laughs> like that. So, um, you know, like your I, uncle I Willie. Can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do what I can with the tools that I'm given. So, you know, it's, uh, but it's always fun. And, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the podcast thing, you know, I'd never even thought of that until you brought it up. I, you know, that, that, that might be an idea. I think I, that uh, could be a way to go, man, because that's, yeah. it's a good topic. It's a, you know, and it would just allow people to come on that are comfortable to just spill their guts on one of those sure. three things. And, and well, and that's, that's, yeah. this podcast isn't about just death. It, it's, like I said, it's a celebration of life while contemplating the inevitable. You could talk about life too. It's it's yeah. if anything, talking about life is helping you laugh at death because it's like, hey, you know what? Life is what's happening now. Death is for later. And so sure. you could talk about those things and you can almost have a healing type of, of, of result from it because somebody could listen in and say, you know what? Yeah, I really suffered bad from that one thing that I thought no one else could relate to. And I heard somebody say that they dealt with the same exact thing. Right. And you know, you find that people are a lot more in common than we, than we, uh, than we realize. I mean, I heard, I was listening to the radio today and there's this musician, Michael Franti, that my wife really likes. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to flip to one of the stations and he was on, he's, he's in Denver uh, this week or whatever. And, uh, or next week. And he made a statement. He was like, it's not a, it's not a case of, how did he word it? I'm going to paraphrase. It's not left or right, black or white, uh, gay, straight, or anything like that. That's not what the, the struggle is. The struggle is, is between hope and cynicism. And I'm like, no shit. Yeah. Because it really comes down to that. I mean, there are people who say it's yeah. it's love and fear are the two things. You know, there's mm-hmm. the, But it's like hope and cynicism yep. is really – because how many times yeah. do people just get shitty for no reason? And that's well, a form of cynicism. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and I, it was funny that you bring that up because I, I had a, uh, I was, you know, flipping through Facebook like everybody does, and um, or almost everybody does, and um, I saw this this meme, and basically the the uh, the gist of it was, don't and don't let anybody steal your happy. Oh yeah, you know, and um, you know, you, you you have to do what you have to do as a person to stay, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say sane, but that's, that doesn't really cover it. Uh, just, you know, to maintain, 
about that. Absolutely. You well, know? and and if you are around people who are making you not happy, it might be time to just lose those people. Exactly. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. people people don't tear you down if they People tear people down when they're jealous. People tear people down when they, oh, yeah. you know. So it's like if you are around people who are telling you you can't do it, you you know, you can't uh, you can't have this thing or whatever, chances are they're jealous or chances are they've never thought that they had it in themselves. So therefore they think, yeah, it's never going to work for you. So I'll just let them know now and save them the anguish. It's like, you know what? People learn through failure. Let the person fuck up and be able to at least say, hey, I tried, rather than being on their deathbed wondering, I could have, maybe. You know, right, right, yeah. Well, you know, it's like we say in the in, in the car biz, where uh, you know we, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, absolutely. Um, you know, if you if you never take chances in life, you're you're never going to learn where your limits are. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, and that's, I, I guess, to me, that's a lot more important than you know worrying about what I'm going to die of. I mean, I you know I have recently have some, you know, physical maladies that have been uh, brought to bear. So oh, I'm, I hear I'm dealing with them, but I, you know, I was diagnosed with the uh, type two diabetes in February and that's, yep. and, uh, so I've made some drastic changes in my life. I've lost a ton of weight. That's I, good. Uh, Change your diet yep, too. I, I actually, yeah, I went diabetic I, and then came off of it through diet. Nice. Yeah, it's Good doable. You, it is doable. Yeah. I'm heading back that yeah. way because I haven't been taking care of myself. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is doable. A lot of it can be fixed through diet. Not everything. I mean, you can't fix yeah. a broken bone with diet. But um, right. look into it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's those yeah. things. But yeah, it's, well, it's a you know it's a delicate balance. You know, I mean, absolutely. I, I stop drinking. You know, I don't drink anymore. I haven't That's drank good. since uh, last December. Nice, um, nice. Congratulations. And uh, thank you. It's yeah. uh, it's offered um some uh, uh shining moments of clarity uh <laughs> that uh you know and especially you know when i play out i you know it's like wow those people are loaded man yeah <laughs> yeah function yeah. you know you know nothing against people to drink you know mm-hmm. I, I i i wasn't a big drinker but you know i did enjoy it and uh i just my my body's telling me not to enjoy it anymore, so I don't. Yeah, no, and that's you know, and and that's the thing is is when I say congratulations, I know, I know you didn't have a drinking problem. You know, it's not like you're a recovering mm-hmm. alcoholic or something like that. But I say it from the standpoint of you were able to let go of something that isn't necessarily good for you. I mean, I I personally don't have a problem with drinking once in a while. I have a drink once in a while, but it's a case mm-hmm. of my big thing for the longest time was fast food. And I would tell people yeah. I haven't had a, my, my, my crutch for fast food was always my go-to was Taco Bell. And I haven't had that in over mm-hmm. two years. Now, was I a Taco Bell addict? Mm, kind of. But, but was it something that was <laughs> aff- afflicting my life? Well, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I did develop diabetes, you know. So, But it's, sure. it's from that spirit of, you know, congratulations. You were able to, to, to do away with something that isn't that good for you. You know, and, and I still need to myself get rid of other bad habits with eating. You know, sometimes I'll grab chips or, or ramen noodles or whatever. All that stuff is bad for you, you know? Right. And it's, uh, you definitely get clarity when you eat better as well. You know, I feel better. I genuinely feel better. So I'm sure when you can go and you can look at people and be like, yeah, that's, that's not what I want to do. That's 
that's a step in the well, right direction. You know, you can uh, you can imagine over the last uh, probably three four years now, um, uh, between you know uh, being able to get you know eight or nine hours of sleep every night and you know and, and you know axing pretty much all the sugar out of my diet, yeah, and all the yeah. carbs, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to live forever, but man, I feel a whole lot better. You definitely feel you know? a lot better. That's, I want to start so. focusing on that more, you know, cause even though this is a podcast about death, I don't want to visit it real soon. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, well, nobody does. You nobody know? does. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's uh you know, when our numbers up, our numbers up, but, Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, you can't, you can't let it, uh, rule your everyday life. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. yeah. So, but, uh, well, hey, man, I uh, I definitely enjoyed the conversation. It was uh, uh, it was neat to hear some of the 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 ways that you celebrated, you know, people's lives and that uh, that 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 particular the, the the idea of playing that what was it old fifty five at the yeah. gravesite. Um, I could totally picture it. That is that is chilling that's stuff of movies right yeah. there you know that's that's a that's a, a scene in a movie i could totally picture it and i think that was very cool <laughs> that you did that so but uh well, thanks man yeah absolutely but uh well cool man i uh i enjoyed the conversation i appreciate you coming on man and i enjoyed it uh, being on maybe we'll uh, do this again sometime absolutely when i'm on yours what were you calling it <laughs> scars what were the scars oh, uh, scars Scars, maladies, and addictions. Yeah. I'll be on scars, but, you know, maladies, and addictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but definitely when you get that, when you get that, however, however you manifest it, you know, whether it's uh, 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 through writing or through music or through a podcast or whatever, let me know, and I'll share it. I will definitely. All right, awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, man. Good talking with you, Jim. Good talking with you. I'll talk Take to care, you. Tim. You too. Bye. Yep. Bye. Well, there you go. That was my conversation with Jim Nelson. And who knows? Maybe he'll get that podcast going. Could be another one of those things that people can listen to and at least be able to relate to other people on. Uh, I think the idea would be great. If not, even if he puts it in music format or written format, it's definitely one of those things that I think could help people. And that's what it's all about. We're here to help each other. So that's... I just needed to hear something like that to know that other people are giving a shit. So that makes my day. So anyway, in the meantime, have yourself a good day. Have yourself a good life. And let's keep positive. Let's get rid of that freaking cynicism shit. 